0: What's up, everybody? My name is Will. Welcome back to Thoughts That Count. Play my music, man. All right. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Thoughts That Count. Uh, before we get into it, I do want to get a little bit more feedback from you guys. Uh, I want to hear what your favorite episode has been, or I want to hear what your favorite part of an episode has been. You know, maybe a a little bit that you took with you and that stuck with you and you remembered throughout your week, or Something along those lines where, you know, I really said something that resonated with you. Go ahead and leave those down in the comment of this episode. Or if you're feeling a little bit more shy, you can, of course, send me a DM and I'll, of course, read and reply. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. So today we are going to be talking about potential and knowing why your true potential is important. I'll be making references to the humility episode in this one. So if you haven't listened to that episode Make sure you check that one out as well. Shameless plug. But a new journey that I've been embarking on, so to speak, recently is the realization of my own potential and the discovery of what it means to live up to my true potential. Of course, this is no easy task, as you know, growing up, we're told by our parents that a certain plan is the right way to go. You know, you were programmed, if you will. Shout out to episode three, another shameless plug. (laughs) Okay. I'm done with those. (laughs) However, Beyond the template of working a nine-to-five for 40 years and then retiring, it may not always be so apparent that our potential is really as high as we want to make it. Of course, I do understand you know, some innate human limitations and also some material conditions that would pose greater challenges for certain individuals. But the premise that you really could do whatever you want with your life never really dawned on me until quite recently, really. And I understand the cliche of you know, the world is yours. You can do whatever you want. But the fact that, you know, I was personally so programmed from a young age to be like, you know what, I'm just going to be fine with working a nine to five. I'm going to be fine with, you know, going down the standard route. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that for some of you out there that realizing that, you know, you really do only have one life to live, not to be corny. Like, I mean this in in a legit way that you really can do whatever you want with your life. You can be the type of person that you want to be. You can live the life that you want to live. And I think that realizing this could be a very, very big key for some of you out there. And this is not even just from a career standpoint. This is from a, what are the type of people that you surround yourself with? Are they causing more problems in your life than they are solutions? Are they helping you see the beauty that life has to offer? or are they showing you the darkness? And probably the biggest self-reflection question to ask would be, do you think that you deserve to be treated the way that you're being treated? Of course, I can't answer that for you, only you can answer that, but my hope would be that you not only have the confidence, but you realize the potential of who you are that you don't deserve to be treated less than who you are. This can also be applied to your personality. If you're not the most confident person, naturally, if you're not the most you know, outgoing person naturally, what is legitimately stopping you from being the person that you want to be? What could actually be holding you back from being outgoing and being confident outside of your own self-doubt or your own self-imposed restrictions? But here's the thing about potential, and this is where it gets interesting, and this analogy is for all my science geeks out there like myself, potential, as in potential energy, is just that until it is set into motion. So realizing the person that you are and the person that you can be are two different things. So if you know what kind of person that you can be in your heart and you don't apply any actions to back up those claims, then that potential cannot become a reality. You have to also be actively working to become the person that you know that you can be. So step one is realizing your potential. And then step two is acting upon that, holding yourself to the standard that you are who you think that you are. Now, when I was younger, I was stuck at step one i just never realized what kind of person that i could be and i think that this is a problem for not only people in like high school age but also through college and even some people after college is that people just don't know what is truly possible and i think if everybody was able to find that passion find what really drives them and pursue it with all of themselves that you would see a lot more people happy first of all but i also think that you would see more people who are legitimate masters of what they do it is so much easier to push yourself to do something when you want to do it or you love to do it. And if that something is your career and you're excited to do it every single day and that you love to do it, of course, that's the dream. And I know that if you were able to do the thing that you love for years, you would continue to strive to be better. You would enjoy getting better. You would enjoy the process of growing and you would easily become a master at the thing that you want to do. And I think this is a huge key in people's lives when it comes to their happiness and their contentness with their life is being able to have a career that they not only love but can be the best at. But like I said, this doesn't just apply to career. It can apply to all facets of your life where you can set that standard for yourself and then work to ensure that each part of it is exactly the way that you want it because it is your life and you're the one in control of it. Now, the catch is, is I didn't say it was going to be easy. And unfortunately, I do think that this is easier said than done. I know plenty of my peers have struggled to decide what they wanted to do with their lives. And granted, I don't really blame them. It's it's not easy to make such a large decision that will ultimately have consequences that you'll deal with the rest of your life. You know, we are talking about career and that kind of decision can be changed later on. Yes. But typically when you start a career, you want to you know, get your years in so that you can be really, really good at it or advance through the ladder of hierarchy, depending on what field you get into. But I think this piece of advice that I learned from Steve Harvey will help a lot of y'all figure out exactly what you want to do. And what he says is, find what you do best with the least amount of effort. And I really think that this is great advice because I do believe that everybody is born gifted with something. I do think that everybody is good at something naturally. It's just finding out what it is that you are good at. He brings up a fun example of a buddy of his that just cut grass. He would love to cut grass and would make money hustling, cutting grass when he was young. And that's what he did. He cut grass, but he got really, really good at it. He was able to cut, you know, designs into people's yards. He was able to basically landscape people's houses the way that they wanted it and, you know, customize it, which was something that not everybody was doing at the time. And even if they wanted to do it, a lot of times he was doing it better than they could even hope to do because he found what he did well with the least amount of effort and then he did it to the best of his ability and that guy's making millions now just off cutting grass which i wouldn't have expected but he's doing it now the other part of this and this part is really important make sure you're listening close to this part this can change over time and there really is no timeline for you becoming the best at what you want to do and you choosing to do what you want to do additionally this can change over time. If you started liking something and then you lost your passion for it and you like something else now, that's totally okay as well. That can change over time, and it's never too late to do that. You can look in the media and find success stories of people who didn't blow up famous till, you know they're in their 30s or 40s even. So to all my listeners that don't know what they want to do with their lives yet, regardless of your age, know that you still have time. You still have time to do the things that you want to do, And you still have time to find your passion, to find your driving force. You just have to identify it. And then you have to work your butt off for it. Become the absolute best at what you want to do. And I think another thing that people don't really realize is that people who are becoming, you know, great at their field in like their 30s or 40s or even their 50s, they have had the time to put into the things that they're doing. So if I use myself as an example, right? I enjoy playing the piano as a hobby. I'm teaching myself how to play. If I am able to practice that every day or even a certain amount of hours every week, the amount of progress that I can make in five years, in 10 years, I bet could be very substantial and I could be really, really good at piano at the ripe age of 34, which tells me that not only do I have, you know, many more years to improve upon those skills, But I also have time right now. If I begin now, I have plenty of time to not only figure out what I want to do, but I have plenty of time to get really, really good at it. So my advice to you guys would be take your time, figure out what it is you're not only good at, but figure out what you really, really want to do. Can you actually see yourself doing the things that you're planning to do? Do you actually want to do it? And are outside influences playing into your decision making? Or is it coming directly from the heart, from you? But do your research, be educated, be informed, be open-minded to these things so that when it comes time to make that decision, you know that it's 100% you and you know it's exactly what you want to do. Don't let a preconceived plan stop you from reaching your potential happiness. And it's that time of the episode when I give you a quote that's probably from my poster on the wall at a CrossFit gym, but as William Ernest Henley once said, you are the master of your fate and the captain of your soul but that also means that you have to be disciplined in the way that you guide that destiny, right? So if you put limitations on yourself from the beginning, if you stop yourself from even starting what you want to do, immediately you are not guiding your future in the right direction because you're not even giving yourself a chance to do the things that you want to do. You are putting a limitation on yourself before you even begin. And a practical example would be the perceived notion of Hate or criticism coming your way for doing what you want to do and putting yourself out there, right? So, if you believe that there's going to be hate coming your way for doing a certain thing, you may not even start in the first place. You may just place a self inflicted limitation on yourself before you even have any response. So, a personal example would be me starting this podcast. So, when I launched this thing, there was such an outpouring of positive feedback, and so many people were so kind and nice in the way that they responded to the podcast, and I love that. I love hearing from you guys. I love hearing the feedback. Even when it was critical, it was still coming from a place of, I want it to be better. I want to see you improve. And it's motivating me to continue to make these and continue to put my all into these episodes. And to be honest, there hasn't been hate coming my way yet, right? But there hasn't been any hate coming my way because everybody who has heard it has been so kind with the way that they've talked about it. And if I assumed that the response was going to be negative, and that stopped me from even beginning in the first place, that would have stopped me from hearing all the nice things that people had to say and potentially growing it into something even bigger than it is now. So that's why I say if you are passionate about something and something is innately you, go for it. Put it out there and you'll find people who are like-minded as you and you'll gravitate those people towards you. You'll find that people who aren't interested will just mind their own business. People are busy with their own lives. They typically are not going to take the time to just absolutely hate on something unless they don't have much of a life. Oops, you know. But the people that you will meet and the connections that you'll make doing something that you enjoy and showing people that you enjoy something You'll bring those people closer to you, and you'll have more people around you that are like-minded as yourself, which is precisely what I personally want. I want people who are going to listen to the things that I say and be willing to give me critiques or tell me where they disagree or tell me where they really, really enjoy something. All of that kind of interaction is stuff that I'm trying to gravitate towards myself with this podcast, and I think that's a great example, to bring into whatever your passion is. And here's a fun thought experiment that you can take into your personal life is what is something that you've been holding back from? What's something that you've been placing a restriction on yourself that you really wanted to explore or go after, whether it be a personal growth thing, whether it be working extra hard in your career, whether it be reaching out to that person that you've always wanted to talk to, Take some time to self-reflect on the things that are going on in your life and see how you can apply this information so that it can improve your life and help you get the thing that you've really wanted for some time now. And personally, I believe that the more ambitious the goal, the better. Because that means you're dreaming big. That means you're trying for something out there a bit, right? Because you never really know what the limits of your potential are until you test them, right? So unless you're actually pushing your perceived boundaries, pushing those limits outward, unless you are doing that, you never really know where that line is, right? You're just consistently performing beneath your max potential. Does that make sense? So you may believe that your max efficiency output, for example, would be like, oh man, I can only work hard for like an hour, right? But if you work to do an hour and five minutes, right? An hour and 10 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes, then suddenly you realize that that limitation of an hour was not actually your real max potential and you could work even harder and that doesn't even just apply to you know work efficiency it applies to whatever it is that you want to do right so test those boundaries figure out what the limits of your potential really are and prove to yourself how much better you are than you actually think you are that's the best part is finding out that you're smarter than you thought you're a better person than you thought you're more productive than you once thought and that this whole time that these limitations that, you know, maybe have been programmed into us are actually false. And you don't have to believe those. Those limits don't have to exist in your world. And just know that, you know, sometimes feeling crazy is a part of the process. Sometimes feeling like, you know, who am I to do this? Why would I be the one to, you know, make something great or create something? Those are all normal self-doubt things that, you know, are innate when you're trying something very ambitious. And personally, I would be careful who you tell your big dreams to. You know, some people are not able to see that. Some people haven't learned the lessons of this podcast yet. So because they can't do it or they can't see the vision, that means that they'll try to place those limitations on you. But they won't know that those limitations don't exist in your world anymore. And I always say this to my friends that... The best way to kill a big dream is to tell it to a small-minded person. Just because they can't see it does not mean that it's not possible, even if they believe it to be. If you think about anybody who's done something revolutionary, who's done something really, really great, you know that their common denominator is they had to take a chance on something. They had to put themselves out there. They had to be a little bit crazy. And that observation helped me develop this model in the way that I think about greatness and craziness, right? I'm going to try to describe this visual model without any visual cues, so bear with me here. But if you think about a circle, and you think about two points that are right next to each other on that circle, think of one of those points as being greatness, and one of those points as being craziness. If you start at greatness, and you go back around the circle towards average, right, and then you keep continuing around that circle till you again reach craziness, you would find that the farthest points away from greatness is actually being average. It's not being crazy, it's being average. And that means that so that means that being crazy and being revolutionary are both very closely intertwined things. And the best way to stay away from greatness is to be very average. I hope that makes sense. I will include a picture of this diagram in the Instagram post for this episode. So make sure you check that out if that sounds unclear. But the main takeaway from that is that you have to be crazy to be a bit great. And if you don't want to be great, if you don't want to be outstanding, go ahead and be average. But I don't want to make average seem like a bad thing. It's not really a bad thing to be average. Some people, that's... The best thing for them so don't take it the wrong way i'm really speaking to the dreamers here that want to do something ambitious want to do something that's out of their comfort zone and want to create something that has a lasting impression but i'm going to start adding a new segment to the show and i'm going to call it the weekly takeaway and it's pretty self-explanatory but basically this is going to be where i'm going to summarize the most important parts of the episode and it's going to be a way that you can pull actionable advice from the episode and apply it directly to your life So this week's weekly takeaway is test your limits, find out your potential, and analyze places in your life where you've held yourself back so that you can overcome those things and truly reach your potential. I believe in you guys. I'm really excited to see what you guys come up with. I'd love to hear about your successes. Go kill this week and be the best you you can be. Go be great. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening all the way through. I hope you found something that you can add to your life or to the life of somebody around you. Please share this episode so that others can hear and benefit as well. I obviously have more episodes coming. The next one's dropping next Monday. So please subscribe, follow, share it with your friends. Go tell somebody about this podcast. There's so much good information in here. How Why haven't you told somebody? I'm teasing, but all jokes aside, do not forget to send those DMs, send those comments in about your favorite parts of whatever episode you choose. I'd love to hear them. I can't wait to hear them. You already know what we're building here. Say it with me, community. But anyway, I thank you. I appreciate you. This has been Will with Thoughts That Count. I'll see you next time.